Ladies and gentlemen. Jenna, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that really pisses me off. <laughs> Don't mess with Marge Simpson, people. No. She, she already took down a former first lady. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you don't go there. You don't go there. Uh. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Oh, my gosh. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Well, we're going to have company. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. 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 <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaje. And I'm a Michael Lister. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hey welcome. welcome to the show. <laughs> um, it's so funny. I have to share some behind the scenes tidbits. I had uh, originally a different ladies and gentlemen in mind, but I changed it last minute because I saw an opportunity to have an inside joke with the hosts. <laughs> so I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> And I'll do anything to make these guys laugh, so. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, my original my original one was actually going to reference um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which actually celebrated its 10-year anniversary this week. Wow. Um, yeah, which is freaking awesome. And I've been, like, scrolling through Edgar Wright's Instagram all week. He's been posting behind-the-scenes photos from the set and the fil- and all the filming and everything and it's just yeah it's really really cool I love nice. that movie it's a good movie mm. yeah it's good I highly recommend yes um Fulia yes how's your week uh my week has pretty much been same and same um been streaming as per usual um been watching a lot of DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> that theme song. I love it. Oh, it's it is best. so good. It just it just takes me back to my childhood. I really love that that show and I ended up watching the film as well last week. Um the one with the the treasure of the lost lamp. Mm. Um and I have to say I remembered it a lot differently <laughs> when I was young because my parents recorded it on VHS. There's a few bits missing. Because oh. <laughs> now, now that I have seen the full film, uh, there are a lot of scenes that now make sense as to where things were missing from my VHS recording. <laughs> so your parents censored DuckTales? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was so. such a strict upbringing you had. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because I'm watching through the film. I'm like, wait, I don't remember that scene. I don't even remember that scene. <laughs> So, I mean, I remember, like, most of it was there and I remembered most of it, but there were bits and pieces in the middle that were cut out, either because my parents were trying to record out, like, they take out the ads because it was on TV, Mm -hmm. or they just had a 
really difficult time with recording it, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure. So you're saying your parents tried to rewrite history? <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed that way to me. <laughs> um, yes, so <laughs> watch that. Been watching the series as well, which I'm really enjoying. Um, and... I also watched uh, Mary Poppins number two this week uh, for the first time. Um, I won't do a I won't do a quickie review for it, but all I'll say is um, it was actually really well made, um, and I enjoyed it. But I will have to say I do prefer the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I haven't gotten around even, to watching even it yet. even though the second one is a sequel. Um, I still kind of prefer the first one. Mm. <laughs> And my highlight of the week was I got to build a Lego set live on Twitch. Hey. <laughs> Finally. How did it go? Uh, it went well. I had uh, two cameras set up, one facing me, one facing the table where I was doing the building. Hey, Fulia. Um Yes. So did you build um, Laurie Strode's home or the Haddonfield Psychiatric Hospital? Which one did you build? I built Tokyo. Oh, I don't, I don't remember seeing that Halloween movie set in Tokyo. You'll have to indulge me. Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, it was when it's when Jason went to Tokyo and it was a Friday the 13th um, Tokyo Drift. Oh. Must you ruin think- <laughs> my highlight of the week with a troll? Seriously. No, it was a legitimate question. I don't it's know what Mike's doing. It's not legitimate. <laughs> Shut up. Let me finish. Okay. Please do. I just was curious what set piece from Halloween you did. I'm just sorry. I didn't it know. wasn't from Halloween. Oh, okay. It'll never be from Halloween. Oh, it's from the, it is from Annabelle. It is from no. It is from the Lego Architecture uh, series. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, and, <laughs> and it was of the city of Tokyo. Um, and yeah, I, everybody really enjoyed the build. Um, even before I started the build. I had a hype train happening. Everybody was excited because I got raided three times during my stream. So, and because of that, I ended up over a hundred followers on stream, uh, on my Twitch channel. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Congratulations. So that is a milestone, that's a milestone for me of reaching over a hundred followers. Um, and I'm very close to 50 subscribers, which is really awesome. And yeah, so the um, that Lego live build was um, was definitely a huge highlight for me. I really enjoyed it. Yay! And I'm hoping to do one maybe once a month rather than doing them like regularly. I want to do them a bit more sporadic so yeah. that um, it gives the it gives the viewers a, something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and not to mention, I need time to buy more sets. <laughs> mm. I don't have very many. <laughs> no, well, they're not cheap either. <laughs> no, exactly. It's a bit of an investment. Yeah. So, <laughs> but they look cool once they're built. Oh yeah, they really do. Yeah. Like I'm really impressed with how the um with how the the Tokyo city actually turned out. It's it's like a nice long piece, mm. um, with all the significant um, we'll say they're like buildings and. Um, like their museum and, you know, Mount Fuji as well, which is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, so it's a really cute set and I really like it. And uh, and I'm hoping to get the 
uh, I'm looking at getting the London one at some point because that one looks really nice too. And the fact that I've been there. So. Yeah, nice. Um, and the only reason why I got the Tokyo one is because I'm really looking forward to going to Japan at some point. So I thought while I'm in lockdown, I will bring Japan to me. Yeah. Have you seen <laughs> you nice. can do like a flying fox thing into Godzilla's mouth at one of the uh, amusement parks? You're going to do that one? I saw that. I saw that. I'm like, I've never watched any of the Godzilla films, so I'm not sure whether I will. I might, I might still <laughs> do it, being that I am a bit of a thrill seeker when it comes to uh, rides and roller coasters and stuff like that. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that's cool. Love it. Yeah. How about yourself, Wayne? How was your week? Yeah. Um, look, I've been uh, watching movies and, and TV as well as one as one does. Um, continuing with my epic cleanup and decluttering of my house, it's coming along nicely, slowly but nicely. You don't know how much <laughs> crap one accumulates. Um, I've been working creatively as well. I've been doing some writing, which is really exciting. Um, so yeah, so working on, on writing a TV series and I finished another episode this week. So that, that was really, uh, it was a nice little, every time you finish an episode, that's a milestone, (laughs) uh, to see your narrative, um, advance. Um, yeah. Um, the show Michael and Philip is getting some, some nice steam there, which, which is good. Um, yeah, yeah. I was on a, um, I was, I was interviewed by, uh, Kerry and Dolly and Dolly from, um, from joy TV this week as well. Uh, that was an experience, (laughs) 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 uh, you know, well, you know, they, they stream live, but the, the interviews are pre-recorded, um, in case you have any, I guess, royal stuff up so there's technology issues because everyone can only stream from their homes no one can be in the studio with them mm-hmm. so yeah so my, my interview was recorded about two and a half hours before the show started and it was done from my study and uh they were like look you can use your um your laptop or you can use your phone and i was like well i'll use my laptop because you know it's it's a bigger for me it's a bigger screen so i can sort of have more control over what i look at and you know, the laptop just sits on my desk and I'd framed it perfectly. So, um, you wouldn't, you just capture the nice part of my study, <laughs> not the bit that has all the crap loaded on top of it. Uh, and of course the link didn't work through my phone, uh, through the computer. So I had to go then last minute, use my phone and had to change earpieces and, um, and headset for my phone. So we had a bit of a chat and uh, my mic kept brushing up against my shirt and it was making a bit of an interfering noise uh, because whatever they hear is then my um, is then the audio that comes across as well. Mm. Um, and so that got me a little bit nervous and I was like a bit apologetic. Mm. I said, oh, look, I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just very animated when I, when I speak. And then um, Dolly gave me sass. And that just <laughs> absolutely relaxed me so much. Nice. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and so then the, the yeah, so the interview I felt went actually quite well uh, from my point of view. But then when I I peaked because I, I don't like really watching myself. But I went and when it was live streaming, so to speak, I watched it and I was like, uh, no, it's like because I was on my phone and I guess I'm moving my hands around, which is what I do. I think it was yanking on the cord that was with the phone. So it's kind of like a bit shaky and going back and forth. And 
I can hear my mic rustling against my shirt. And I was like, ah, uh, it wasn't the best quality to be honest. But, um, look, I apologize to my producer who's producing Michael and Philip. I said, I'm really sorry. Um, you know, I'll explain why it was bad quality. And he goes, no, it was actually consistent with everyone else's, um, <laughs> interviews. So don't worry. He was happy with it. So, uh, okay. so I'm okay. I'm okay. But, um, I don't know why I talked a lot about this because I don't particularly want anyone to watch the interview, but it was the, it was an interesting <laughs> oh, point no. of my week, I suppose. Oh. Um, it was an interesting Sounds- point of my week. It was <laughs> like a challenge. <laughs> no, I, really, I, just, I Look, Mike, I needed a story, and this was the story, because uh, it was something quite different. But they were lovely. Like, I recommend watching the show anyway. Um, yeah, but Wayne, we're, we're supportive, and we and, <laughs> and we watch you, no, ma- no matter how, how crazy you look. <laughs> well, this was the thing I said to, I said to my producer, Bane, beforehand. I said, uh, look, um, it's either going to be an amazing interview or it'll be an absolute train wreck. Either way, it makes for good TV, doesn't it? (laughs) And so I think it was like an amazing interview with train wreck technology. So I guess I had uh, both the best of both worlds, really. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And earlier today, I actually got to, uh, I had an afternoon tea with a friend of mine. Uh, We did that digitally. So we were um, doing a video chat with one another. We hadn't caught up in ages and. We're used to sort of catching up over tea every now and then. So, yeah, so that was actually quite... A, that was a more pleasant video chat experience for me this week was nice. uh, catching up with my friend Chloe um, today. It was it was lovely seeing and hearing what she's up to as well. So still trying to stay social as best we can <laughs> while isolating. How about you, Mike? Uh, well, my, my week's been same, same. Uh, going to work, still working, uh, still struggling with the... Uh, the mask acne, which mm. is also mm. so good. Mm. Uh, I'm 15 again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's really great is I've gone back to my old old habits of uh, trying to get rid of them, of putting methylated spirits on my skin. Oh. That's always good. <laughs> it just dries up the skin, so it doesn't doesn't like spread and be yeah. disgusting and gross. Yeah. So that. That's my highlight of the week. Uh, <laughs> uh, dermatology. It's always good. Um, uh, house. Uh, getting the house uh, front is is slowly getting there. We're, we're in the final stages. Woo. There's a couple more hurdles to, to jump. And hopefully by the middle, probably this week, uh, we'll find out a little bit more. All we have to do is... Um, uh, go to gallery so we can pick out our doorknobs, our, <laughs> our lighting fixtures. You know the good, the good old, the good old. Um, That's exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's the, um, it's the test of the uh, relationship. It's, it's <laughs> like, I think it was like, like uh, certain shops that test relationships. It's like I oh, go to IKEA. It's like this is. This will test your relationship. It's like we're go- going to be stuck with the- this particular doorknob for the rest of our lives. No, not really. <laughs> I'll just change it if I get bored, and 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 Sammy won't find out until she turns the knob. And it's like, wait a minute, this used to be a handle. Now it's a doorknob. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I think I might do that for April Fools or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, 
Insert instead of uh, door handles going up, it's going down. Oh, that would be so frustrating. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> annoying. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically what I've been doing, and also trying to entertain myself by watching tele- television, which is also good. Uh, really getting into the dollop, uh, which nice. is a which is a. <laughs> Uh, podcast that's uh, it's not it's not really for the faint-hearted. So sometimes I need like um, a good cold shower after listening oh. to that. Wow! Wow! <laughs> like like there's um like there's one that I've finished off today is is about um um it's about the assassination of um uh President Lincoln. Mm-hmm. But it's the assassination of John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. About yeah. It's about this guy who is pretty nuts, and uh, one of the highlights is he uh, he uh, castrates himself. Wow. Which is which is fun. Not actually cutting off uh, the testicles, um, making an incision and uh, plopping the balls out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty. That, yeah, that was a bit of fun. Yeah, <laughs> incredibly painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how's your week been, Kendall? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Any any castration stories? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I have nothing as fun as that. Um, oh, poo. Yeah, I know. Disappointing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, my week uh is been it's been pretty good uh nothing has changed between uh you know last time we all spoke on the show really uh everything's kind of the same um and but that's it's okay I'm doing fine and but the funny thing is is that every time I'm at work now all I can picture in my head is the scene from Mrs. Doubtfire when he's like when um Daniel Hillard's like after you box them you ship him. <laughs> Lots of luck, smartass. Um, that scene is in my because that's my that's my job now. Um, I'm I'm boxing and packing and shipping and 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 picking and doing all of that stuff. But um, it's it's really good though because it's just it's it's constant, 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 constant. Um, so my time is flying. It's. Yeah, so it's that's the, probably the best saving grace, I suppose, out of this lockdown for me is that I'm lucky enough to have this job that is just bam, 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 bam. But mm. um, but sometimes it's yeah, it can be a bit it can be a bit stressful when you know everything happens at once. Even though we're not open to the public, uh, <laughs> they all still congregate <laughs> in some way or another. Um, uh, kind of you know making us all very swamped, but. But no, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, and then I'm, gosh, nearly at the end of season seven of Stargate now. So wow. I am flying through that. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm fully obsessed. I am fully obsessed with it now. It's definitely becoming one of my uh, new favorite shows, so, which is so interesting because, like, I, I probably would have mentioned weeks ago, I watched it sporadically as a kid growing up because my parents watched it. Um, but, and I remember really enjoying it then, but nothing like I do now. Now I'm just like, this is my life. 
<laughs> I am I can't go anywhere in the world, so I watch you know watch this show that takes you to other worlds, um, and it's yeah it's sustaining me quite nicely through this lockdown, which is good. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much my week. I don't really have any highlights other than that. I'm doing good. Um, cool. So with our weeks out of the way, I think that is the cue for checking in with the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. nerdy news time and we have some interesting things to talk about today starting with some unfortunate news coming out of the world of avatar the last airbender the original creators of the show michael dante dimartino and brian i'm gonna butcher it sorry brian konitsko uh, it's wrong um they have uh, unfortunately departed netflix's upcoming live action adaptation of the series um so they created the animated series that ran a nickelodeon that is like hugely popular it's still relevant today um so many fans around the world follow it and we're very excited to hear that this series was going to get a live action you know, uh, remake that the fans kind of deserve because the original creators are involved. Uh, but however, they have left and it's unfortunately due to creative differences. Um, DiMartino published an open letter regarding the parting of the ways and he, he explains that in a joint announcement for the series, Netflix said that it was committed to honouring our vision for this retelling and to supporting us on creating the series. And we expressed how excited we were for the opportunity to be at the helm. Unfortunately, things did not go as we had hoped. Um, apparently he tried to go, DiMartino tried to go on like with the flow of the production just when things started to not look like they were going to be what, how he and his partner envisioned. Um, he, he goes on to say, even an air nomad knows when it's time to cut their losses and, moved, and move on. I realise I couldn't control the creative direction of the series, but I could control how I responded, so I chose to leave the project. It was the hardest professional decision I've ever had to make, and certainly not one that I took lightly, but it was necessary for my happiness and creative integrity. Um, and he goes on to say, and who knows, Netflix's live action adaptation of Avatar has the potential to be good. It might turn out to be a show many of you end up enjoying, but what I can be certain about is that whatever version ends up on screen, it will not be what Brian and I had envisioned or intended to make. Um, so that's very, very disappointed. Netflix responded with a brief statement stating, uh, we have complete respect and admiration for Michael and Brian and the story that they created in the Avatar animated series. Although they have chosen to depart the live action project, we are confident in the creative team and their adaptation. So Netflix is, um, you know, being very cautious with their words and just standing by their guns and by their their team uh, despite the fact that the two most pivotal members I suppose of this upcoming adaptation have decided to uh, part ways so <clears throat> disappointing but fingers crossed that what Netflix can produce holds up to the original 
I mean, we all know how well live-action Avatar Last Airbender remakes go. Don't we, M. Night <laughs> Shyamalan? Let's, let's not go there. Um, what do we have next? Zac Efron was in the news this week. Uh, it has been announced he will be starring in an upcoming remake of Three Men and a Baby for Disney+. And that is all we know about it. There's no director, there's no writer, there's no nothing. It's just been announced as a thing that is coming, whether we like it or not. Uh, and Zac Efron's going to be in it. So hopefully it's good. Time will tell. Speaking of Disney, um, earlier this week it was announced that Garth Davis, Australian director Garth Davis, I should say, um, most known for directing the Oscar-nominated film Lion, is going to be directing Jared Leto in Tron 3. Um, so it was announced a couple of years ago now that Jared Leto was going to be in this uh, third Tron film. The film at that original stage was supposed to be a uh, complete reboot of the franchise. It wasn't going to be a sequel. However, things have changed and um, there's no concrete vision as to whether or not it will be a sequel or a reboot at this point. It's just a third Tron film. Uh, so more will be announced as that comes i suppose we don't really know too much else um but yeah stay tuned for that um horror movie fans should be very excited very very excited this week um one of the best production houses in the industry blumhouse has announced that they are um going to be launching this kind of anthology film series i think uh, i would phrase it as called welcome to the blumhouse um, it's going to comprise of eight original films that will be debuting on Amazon Prime. Uh, the first four films will be debuting um, this October, starting with, if I can load my page, where is it? No, don't not scroll on me now. I'm in the middle of the news. Um, okay, here we go. Go. All right, so on October 6th, the first film uh, in the anthology series is called The Lie, and that will be on Amazon Prime. Um, the story of that goes, when, when their teenage daughter confesses to impulsively killing her best friend, two desperate parents attempt to cover up the horrific crime, leading them, to, leading them into a complicated web of lies and deception. So that's the first film. The next film that's releasing is called uh, Black Box. And the premise for that goes, after losing his wife and his memory in a car accident, a single father undergoes an agonizing experimental treatment that causes him to question who he really is. That sounds really interesting. Um, what's the third one? The week after that, the third film is um, Evil Eye. Um, and that is going to be about uh, a seemingly perfect romance that turns into a nightmare when a mother becomes convinced her daughter's new boyfriend has a dark connection to her own past. Ooh. And then, yes, very intriguing. And then the fourth and final film um, that will be out, I think, the week of Halloween, as is the plan, is called Nocturne. 
and it's about uh, set inside the halls of an elite arts academy where a timid music student begins to outshine her more accomplished and outgoing twin sister when she discovers a mysterious notebook belonging to a recently deceased classmate. Um, so these four films will be available on Amazon Prime uh, throughout October. The other four films that make up the eight of the series are going to be releasing in 2021, but they don't have release dates or titles or anything uh, announced just yet. So stay tuned for more. Um, Netflix news. This is really interesting. Um, so there is a, a, a musical based on the life of Princess Diana. Uh, or at least her later years, it seems, um, that it was supposed to debut on Broadway earlier this year, but unfortunately COVID happened and it never uh, saw the stage. However, um, it is still planning to be released on Broadway um, next year in May is the tentative uh, premiere on Broadway of this Diana musical. But the people behind it have decided to sort of, I suppose, follow in the footsteps of Hamilton and film it live uh, for an audience. And they're going to be putting it on Netflix. So uh, nothing like this has ever happened before. I mean, because Hamilton was on stage for uh, a while before it was filmed and obviously before it even saw Disney+. Plus, It had been around for years. Um, and but this this is a this is a musical that no one's seen before, and it's going to be uh, filmed without an audience, put on uh, put on Netflix. I almost said Disney Plus. Lol. Um, <laughs> the mouse. Um, yeah, going to be put on. Di- uh, I finally said it again. Put on Netflix. <laughs> Why did I decided to have a coffee before this? That was a bad idea. Um, Netflix. It's going to be on Netflix. All right. We don't have a release date yet, though. They have not said, but um, the plan is to release it on Netflix before it makes its Broadway debut next May. So um, look for it uh, on your lists very soon, people. Very soon. Um, Okay. And in TV news, lastly, to round out the nerdy news, this is pretty exciting. Um, Although I was very hesitant at first, but then when I delved a bit deeper... Uh, I think I kind of came around to it. Um, So there is a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot slash remake in the works at the moment. Um, Now, this is going to be a kind of dark and gritty sort of take on the Fresh Prince. Um, It's basically uh, last year, a filmmaker by the name of Morgan Cooper um, made a, a fan film slash trailer um, that kind of went viral on YouTube and even caught the attention of Will Smith himself. Um, who's who, that? Yeah, who's <laughs> that? Quiet. Um, and Will Smith liked it so much, he uh, decided that he's going to help bring this series to life. So uh, Morgan Cooper will be working on this, um, seeing his his fan, fan trailer kind of come to life in the form of an actual... Um, series that will be uh, co-produced by Will Smith himself um, and I, I also took the liberty of watching uh, an interview that Will Smith did with Morgan Cooper um, and you can really see Will's passion for the story and how he talks about you know this this dark and gritty version is more close to what I actually like he actually experienced in Philadelphia 
um, and then, you know, leaving Philly and going to LA. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, it's really, really interesting. If you're, if you're on the fence about it or if you're not sure, um, go check out Bel Air, uh, the trailer it's on YouTube now, very easily accessible, very interesting. And I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch the show personally, not yet. I'm not sure, but, uh, I might check it out cause it does. It, I, it, my in, my curiosity is peaked. I'll say that definitely peaked. Hopefully, it's good. It has potential. That's for sure. All right, that's the nerdy news, guys. So, uh, Fulia, what what stood out to you this week? Um, I am a little disappointed and sad that uh, Michael and Brian, uh, the creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender, are stepping away from the live action adaptation. But I do understand their reasoning. I mean, if they can't bring their own, um, uh, their own uh, artistic uh, vision to the to the uh, to the film itself, then you know why why continue with it if they can't agree with the way yeah. that Netflix wants to do it. So. Yeah. Um, it's a bit sad that they've had to step down because of creative differences. Um, they are right in the sense that we're, even though we might like what Netflix ends up bringing out to us, it's not going to be the vision that they had, um, which is something that I was really looking forward to, to be honest. Uh, so I am quite sad and disappointed in Netflix <laughs> for letting them go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because I really like the, I really like the original series itself. It, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of, um, amazing stunts and stuff that happen in there. So it's going to be interesting to see how Netflix brings it to life in live action. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm so, um, with the French Prince Bel Air reboot, um, like you, Kendall, I have seen the, the fan made trailer, um, and I've all, and I also watched the Will Smith interview with oh, great. Um, Morgan Cooper. Nice. Um, <laughs> you're right. He he's a he's Will Smith is definitely a passionate man, especially yeah. when it comes to things that he really loves. Um, and you could see that when he was talking about um, this particular trailer with um, with Morgan Cooper, and you know it's. The sitcom itself, yes, it was hilarious. There were a lot of funny moments happening. But when you watch the trailer, it still has those those comedic moments. Yeah. But it's not as, you know, um, the reality is not as heightened as this one is. This one's a bit more believable. Um, and I like that. Uh, I like that in this version because you get a more of a realistic sense of what Will went through. Um, and I really appreciate um, Morgan's vision for that. Uh, so I hope it actually does make it to the screen because I would definitely be interested in watching it. Um, and I'm pretty sure as, as it's going to be, it's going to be same, but different that that's sort of where I'm thinking it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, it's it's gonna take the elements of the sitcom, but without the comedy. So it's it's definitely going to look good, I reckon. Uh, so 
They're my takes from the nerdy news of this week. How about you, Wayne? Yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag <laughs> this week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which is actually quite which is quite good. Um, look, I'm not a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender. I have know of it, but I've never seen an episode. I haven't seen the infamous live-action adaptation. But I did want to comment on it because I want to um, highly applaud the creators, Michael and Brian, for stepping away from a project that they do not have creative control over. Now, I know that most of the time, especially if a show's been or a title's been going for a long time, um, it's rare that its creators will still maintain creative control, uh, you know, when it goes through various stages of adaptation. Um, However, it looks like that their involvement was probably going to be a bit more tokenistic or more um, giving feedback and advisory. And so, hence, they're like, we need to step away then because it's not our project obviously they would wish it all the very best because it is still their brand um but i yeah i have a lot of respect for them for stepping away from it and just letting it be its own thing and i'm sure that they will watch at least the pilot (laughs) and engage and engage with it um to some degree but um it is unfortunate that they have not been given the opportunity to develop and adapt their own um creation in a manner that they really wanted to see it done for a live action format. But for fans of the series, I hope it is good. Um, just so that you can actually all get a good live action <laughs> version uh, as opposed to one that you've gotten before. Yeah. So I did find that one quite interesting. Um, Three men and a baby is actually one of my favorite films from my childhood. And I rewatched Aww. it and its sequel uh, a few months back. And, um, I can't believe how good that original holds up so well. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and I have to say it's even better than the French film that it is based on, which is rare that an American That is rem- so rare, yeah. Yeah, it is rare that an American remake is better than its uh, French original. It never happens. No, especially with comedy because the yeah. French comedies are just the best. But for, for various, and I don't think my nostalgia with the Leonard, um, the Leonard Nimoy movie makes me um, like it more than the French original. But yeah. um, uh, there's reasons why I, I really love it. Um, I'm a fan of Zac Efron. I think he's a really talented actor. I, I enjoy yeah. watching him on, on screen. Um, mm-hmm. However, in saying that, I would have preferred this headline um, be about the uh, much-discussed third instalment of the franchise of three men and a bride, which is the working title and has been for de- for, you know, a decade. Um, oh. and all three men, um, who are in three men and a baby and three men and a little lady are all on board to come back for a part three to oh. see, to see Mary down the aisle. Um, so I, I would yes. have loved, I would have loved that to be in the news in mm-hmm. saying that. Um, it's such a great concept of three bachelors, uh, who've never had to have much responsibility at all, um, being handed the ultimate responsibility without much <laughs> choice or guidance. <laughs> so I, I hope it. I hope it's a good remake at least. At the very least, I hope it's a good remake because it has a. It has a at least one good person attached to it. Um, it's mm. a very tough act to follow, mind you. That original is 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 just so much fun. I, I do adore it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I am interested in um, Welcome to Blumhouse. Uh, obviously mm. a fan of the genre. Their films are hit and miss for me. Um, I recently saw the second remake of Black Christmas, which Blumhouse had a hand in. Yes. Uh. <laughs> no? No. 
No. Oh, like, really? Like, and, and when I mean no, I mean no. Like, as oh, in God. really, really, really no. Um, to oh. the point that if you thought the 2006 remake was a piece of shit, <laughs> this one is probably slightly better, but that is not saying much at all. Oh. Please stick to the original 1970s. Um, just um, to side note, Kendall, uh, have you seen any of the Black Christmas movies? No, I, I haven't seen any of them, and I, I would love to watch the original at some point. Yeah, Michael, have you seen any of the any of the Black Christmas movies? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Fully, I would ask you, but you would probably swear at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fully is like, of course I've seen them. I own all three. <laughs> <laughs> On Blu-ray, on DVD, and on VHS. Absolutely. I'm that much of a fan. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, I've seen all three versions. Um, that original is absolutely amazing. Um, Fully, inter- you'll be interested in this. It uh, it really is credited with starting the, the 70s, 80s slasher craze. It was kind of like if Halloween was the one that brought it to the forefront, Black Christmas was the prologue, if that makes sense. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, stars Margot Kidder in it as well, which is an absolute yes. bonus. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's okay. Oh, I'm not going to actually detract, uh, detract too much and keep talking about the Black Christmas movies because Michael and Kendall, uh, we have a date to watch all three at one stage, I think, and discuss them. That would be great. I'm on board. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think it'll be great discussions. So watch the mm. space, people. And, of course, Fulio, you're always welcome to join as well. Yes. Um, okay. okay. Just just so you know, so you don't feel <laughs> left out. But look, I'm interested to, sure. to welcome to Blumhouse. I'm I'm looking forward to watching them, um, just to see them, especially since they're anthologies, um, different films, and I know that all four of us will be really excited to be discussing them, um, on the podcast after we watch them, as we've been doing lately. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sounds good. Yeah. So I think that'll be cool. Um, look, this might sound a bit predictable of me and maybe stereotypical. I'm excited to see the Princess Diana musical. I'm so curious about this. Mm. <laughs> On paper, it sounds horrendous. So I'm just... Yeah. Really, <laughs> it sounds absolutely horrendous. Um, I, 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 I'm all for it. Thanks, Netflix. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, looking at the fan film slash trailer that's out there, um, I'm really curious. I'm really interested in watching this. Uh, I was not, I'm not a big fan of the original sitcom because in that Will Smith really grates me in that show. Um, I know bits and pieces and I watch bits and pieces and laugh and enjoy and I'm really engaged because of the supporting players more than anything else. Um, I think he gets, um, I think he gets overshadowed by his supporting team so much in that. Um, and so I, I do have some connection to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. My sister grew up on it and is absolutely obsessed with it. Um, mm. so I, so I know quite well of it and I know the characters and Carlton was always my boy. <laughs> yeah. Always, always. <laughs> Carlton's awesome. He was me. He was my, my main man, everything. Um, so yeah, so something really, yeah, there's, I think something for everyone in nerdy news this week, but yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> so it's, it's, mm. yeah, it's interesting yeah. stuff on the horizon, I think. Yeah. Mm. Michael, what, did, what were your thoughts? Um, yeah. Uh, as you say, Wayne, there, there was a... A uh, couple of things for everyone, and and uh, yeah, I would say that um, I haven't seen uh, Avatar: Last Airbender. Um, it's on it's on my um, to watch list because uh, I've been 
because I hear a lot of good things about it. Like pe- people like rant and rave about it, and it would it will probably be something that I would get get into. It's sort of uh, east meets east. Sorry, east meets west hmm. sort of uh, genre, which I don't I don't I don't particularly mind that. You know, uh, clash clashing uh, universes, yeah. especially with uh, animation. Yeah, it's mm. cool. Yeah, uh, probably give the um, uh, live-action movie a miss, but you know. <laughs> yes, I never finished it. I I, I oh. started watching it. I never finished it. That's how bad it is. Holy shit, full, uh, Kendall, is that a first for you? Um, well, I wish I could have done that with movie forty-three, but I was on a date at the time, so that would have been awkward. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I know because if you said it's not you, it's the movie, he wouldn't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um no, um no, well it's it's that the last airbender and um sorry Mike but funny people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, I can actually understand funny people because cuz I actually watch it uh, I sort of watch it completely different than uh, other people. Yeah. I sort of get get a little bit more out of it than than most, but that's okay. Um, yeah, that's okay. I, I think I, I probably need to try Funny People again because I was probably... Like, I watched it not long after it came out and it came out when, what, we would have been in our early 20s then probably. So yeah. I'd pro- probably be able to appreciate it a bit better now. Uh, yeah, it's sort of an interesting concept if you if you don't know, like, um, like the life behind a stand-up comic. And, and yeah, I can, I can admit that it... It does drag on like like it definitely should have ended like <laughs> way before <laughs> where it where it should have, right? And yeah, and I can understand it. It doesn't really have much story in it. Um, yeah, so fair enough. Yeah, um, the uh, the Tron Three it would be interesting. Because Tron in itself is such a strange movie, even for its time, and it definitely has that sort of cult following. It's uh, the fa- fans of it; uh, they're they're a bit like a uh, Rick and Morty fans. It's a- either people who are really into it, who are annoying, and people who just enjoy enjoy it and don't really take it that seriously. But there's definitely people who take it a lot seriously and. And yeah, I suppose Jared Leto is here to stay. I mean, he's an, in, he's an interesting. Wow. He, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I admire his tenacity of choices. Yes. But he just doesn't do it for me. That's okay. His look. I'm. I'm just glad that he's doing something creative because. I'm still I'm still licking my wounds after that last abysmal thirty seconds to Mars album, um, so I'm just glad that he's you know doing something. Uh, oh, is he a singer? <laughs> God, I'm not even gonna I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I look look I I I totally understand now that I'm not as obsessed with Jared Leto as I was when I was a a little emo baby in my late teens. Um, yeah, I can totally understand why people have 
kind of uh, feeling certain feelings about him that I haven't always agreed with. But I I think there's no denying he is incredibly talented um, as a performer and as an actor. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got an Oscar to prove it. But, you know, you don't have to like him if you don't, you know, I'm not going to make anybody like him. So it's it's, fine. Not, it's just not that I don't like him. It's just he does interesting stuff that I don't particularly find. I don't know. Um, it's all right. Like, like his Joker, it's a, it's a very, very interesting concept. I mean, yeah. it's different. And I like like the fact that it's different. Dif- it's just... Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, and it do- it's not that I don't like it. It's just very, very interesting. Yeah. Well, I've look. I've maintained for the past four years since that movie came out that uh, you know all of his like the the he he would be redeemed if we could see the the extent of these all of these deleted scenes from this movie that was ruined in the editing room. Um, yeah, if we could have seen what David Ayer actually had envisioned for Suicide Squad, I think it would be a much better movie than what we actually got to see. Um, so, has- so hashtag a- David Ayer cut, yes. Yeah, Ayer cut. <laughs> Give me the short Ayer back- cut. Yeah, we need, we, need a, we need a short back and sides Ayer cut. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's it really. I mean, I didn't really... I, 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 was, uh, I wasn't really aware of... Fr- Fresh Prince of Bel Air when it came out, so I don't really have the nostalgia glasses for that. I assume. Fair enough. Like I know of it, of pop culture and all that. Um, Princess Diana, I thought it's sort of beating a dead horse at the moment. So. Well, we're we're about to see her on the Crown ne- what next year, aren't we? So yeah, we are. Too. It's gonna be mm. so good. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, <I'm> so excited. <laughs> Yeah. Dead space. There we go. Mm. I lo- that means you're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kendall? What is yeah. you doing? <laughs> All right. That's, that wraps up the nerdy news for this week, uh, which means it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. All right, trailer park time. Um, Something really cool that kind of connects all the three trailers this week. uh, They're all book adaptations. Mm. Ah. So all of these that we're going to talk about are based on uh, novels that you can check out right now. You Um, can read. You can read. You can spoil (laughs) the movie before you watch it. Um, get around that. Okay, so our first trailer for this week is a very highly anticipated film by the name of The Devil All the Time. I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was losing my mind watching this trailer because I was just like, holy shit, this looks good. Um, I'm so in. I'm so there. And I am living for. Creepy, villainous Robert Pattinson with a weird voice. I am here for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad we're experiencing a, a, 
a patensance. Uh, that doesn't even work anymore. Uh, you know, he's he's got his his reconnaissance basically um, at the moment. You know, with this movie and Tenet and everything, and Battenson forthcoming soon. Um, yeah, ah, I'm so excited. Um, and Tom Holland, man, seeing him like ah in a role like this is so different, and it's really just going to help. Uh, I think establish him as a serious adult performer, um, you know, because he's got such a baby face. He's such, he still looks like, you know, he's a child um, because he's just that young. Um, and, you know, that's why he's so good at playing Peter Parker, but like it, to see him in a film like this, it's just gritty and he's got this like Southern accent going on. It's just, I'm ex- I'm here for it. I'm in this entire cast. Like I cannot get over how good this entire cast is. Like not only have you got Robert Pattinson and Tom Holland, you've got um, Bill Skarsgård, Sebastian Stan, Mia Wasikowska, Jason Clark. Um, God, just the the list goes on and on. There's so many incredibly talented performers in this film. Um, I feel like we it's that good we don't deserve it like I mean I'm I'm hyping it up beyond all recognition but I'm just it just I don't know it just I, I'm just really excited for it and in terms of the trailer itself I mean it doesn't really seem to tell you too much about what the story is so for a, a kind of a long teaser trailer I feel like it, it does a good job at, at showing a lot of different things but not really showing too much I don't think you you really get a good grasp on what what's what's going on um and it kind of just gives you enough to make you want to go yes I want to come and see this movie I want to I want to open Netflix and watch this um yeah it looks it looks phenomenal um it really does I'm yeah I'm gonna keep rambling about how great it is Fulia stop me what do you think Uh, well, if I was going to stop you, I'd be saying you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, no, I'm joking. Wow. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) I know I was not expecting. Wow. Shots fired. (laughs) Jesus. And I, I, I had the opportunity to make a joke earlier about, about, things with you and the horror movie stuff and I didn't and now I'm regretting it so well now you know for next time Kendall because <laughs> now you know even in this podcast we take no prisoners no. Mm. <laughs> it's alright Kendall you don't need to do it Wayne and Michael do it enough for you <laughs> but you, but you can join us if you like Kendall <laughs> Please don't. One of us. Join One us. us. One of us. One of us. No. Okay. <laughs> come okay, and anyway, play with. Um, come and play with us. Trailer park. Come and play with us, Fulia. Fulia, what did you think of the Devil All the Time trailer? Forever. It's a bit intense, actually. And ever, yeah. And ever. <laughs> Mike. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, um, watching the trailer was um, like I had this f- sort of feeling inside. It was just very sort of like something was getting like my chest was getting tight watching this because it was yeah, it's very intense. Um, it's like I have I have no idea. There was a lot going on in that trailer for me to understand what was actually happening. So for me, it was like oh. 
okay, right. And then another character comes in. Then another character comes in. I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Ah, help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it looks interesting. Probably not my type of movie. I probably wouldn't see it, to be honest. Um, but it looks interesting. <laughs> I like I like the variety of different uh, uh, artists or actors in there. Uh, it was it's nice to see you know some of them collabing together, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. So um. I mean, it'll be good to see how they all mesh together when they do. Um within this within this film but um it's not my genre <laughs> wayne are you sure it's not your genre fool yeah it is not my genre <laughs> go on with yours <laughs> look i feel like i'm just uh, going to refer to kendall's summation of this trailer and say ditto i think this <laughs> looks absolutely stunning I am so intrigued mm. by this it is beautifully shot it has such a wonderful cast it shows us a lot, but tells us nothing, essentially. Mm. Well, at least I didn't really get much of what the story yeah. might be, except we've got, um, you know, maybe a wicked preacher uh, in, in, in the story. Um, I feel like I want to give Robert Pattinson an Oscar just for what he does in this trailer. Uh, he mm. is the most exciting element for me in this, and yeah. I think he's going to do really well. But he is in mm-hmm. exceptional company uh, in oh. terms of the cast. Um, yeah, I can't say I got much of the story from this trailer, but I do not care. Um, Netflix, you have sold me on this. I can't wait to watch this. Michael, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I actually did quite like this one. It's de- definitely, definitely intense. Uh, it's definitely, definitely a good, um, character piece for all the actors involved. Mm. I mean, yeah. they um, because because prior knowledge that the there's a lot of uh, non-Americans doing American stuff, which yeah. is really good. Um, if you if you don't don't know, um, yeah, their previous work it would be a surprise, and it and they're um yeah, which one's the sinner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the preacher, or the guy from jail. Hmm. Or is there really a devil? <laughs> and this is, is like a seat. It's like a backdoor horror movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so full of yeah. No. <laughs> you know Why that tightness us? of, you know that tightness of uh, of uh, of your chest and the quickness of breath. That's horror. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> you will. No. <laughs> you would like everything. Shut up, Michael. Well. What? You will, you will like this, this movie and stuff. Enough. Okay. So, so, um, shall I tell everyone when it's coming out? Please. Sure. So it'll be on Netflix ready for viewing on the 16th of September. So not too far away. Um, one month, to be precise. Um, awesome. Next trailer is for an upcoming comedy film by the name of The War with Grandpa. Um, I 
I'm really glad with how this turned out because when I was like scrolling through my feed on Facebook and this trailer popped up, I saw the opening like 10 seconds and I was like, oh, this is going to be like when Robert De Niro did Dirty Grandpa and that looked awful and I, yeah, I was like, oh no, this is going to be one of those bad comedy things that I'm not going to like. But then I actually watched the entire trailer for this and um, it's really, it's really funny. I, th- I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I laughed out li- loud a couple of times. Um, and just the cast, again, this is another, like, another thing that kind of connects all of these film, like, films or series we're going to be talking about in Trailer Park is that each, each one has a, an outstanding cast. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've got Robert De Niro here. We've got Uma Thurman. Hello. Jane Seymour. Uh, and Christopher Walken, just to name the big players in this one. But um, yeah, uh, it looks, I don't know, it looks a lot of fun. I don't know if I'll watch it because it's not entirely my bag. Um, and it, it does kind of seem to skewer like to the, like a, more the family kind of film, um, I suppose. So I, I but I, I still might check it out because it looks like it might be a nice little heartwarming comedy um, with some amusing performances from the the seasoned cast in this one, um, yeah, um, that's pretty much all I have to say. Like, looks in- interesting. Could could be good. Has potential. Fulia, what do you think? Um, I like this one. I think this is my favorite uh, trailer, and I have to say, it gave me Dennis the Menace vibes. Yeah. But <laughs> this one is gonna have you know. The it's gonna have the uh, the adults have their fun as well, <laughs> like getting back at so you know the grandfather getting back at his grandkid. Yeah, it's funny because it made me think of it made me think of Home Alone, except it's like you know back and forth. It's like Home Alone and yeah, Home Alone and Dennis the Menace sort of mashed together. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, it looks it looks interesting. It's it's like. It, it looks like Robert De Niro's character is, you know, getting to the point in his life where, in his age, where he can't do things on his own anymore. So the family's like, well, he can live with us then and ends up having to take over the grandson's room and the grandson's not going to have that. <laughs> and so he just declares war on his own grandfather, which is funny. <laughs> um and yeah, and then the grandfather's like, "Well, Tua can play get at uh, that game," <laughs> and gets and gets his friends involved, <laughs> <laughs> which looks like it looks like a lot of fun. I think I'm gonna see this one. Um, uh, like you said, like the the cast members in this looks really cool. Christopher Walken, I haven't seen him in a while, so this will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. Uh, I want to see what the outcome is in the end. I have a feeling, uh, it's going to turn out to be like, they're going to come to some sort of agreement and they're either going to share the room or Robert De Niro's character is going to move into like, uh, like a, a, a granny flat or something like that. Or he might end up going to a home. I don't know. <laughs> How about yourself, Wayne? What do you think? Yeah, when this trailer first started, I, I was sort of thought I knew where it was going. I was like, oh, okay, it's one of these stories. And then, uh, just like how you had said, Fulia, it was the same vibes I got. 
I, I said to myself, oh, okay, it is like Dennis the Menace, except Mr. Wilson fights back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I have to be honest, that element made me engage a lot more with this trailer because at first it seemed just like a bit of a, I don't know, just one of those feel-good sort of movies. And look, those movies are fine, but I think it, the way it was set up, I was just like, oh, okay, I've seen this before. But having the, the grandpa um, hit back, <laughs> I, yeah. literally, I suppose, um, I think I think is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I think especially because grandparents and grandchildren have such a special bond um, that that's really sweet. So to see it flipped like this in this sort of humour is actually quite fun, I think. Um, a talented cast of more um, seasoned actors will also, I think, give this more clout. I think this looks like a lot of fun. I don't think one should expect too much, but um, I think it will deliver what it promises. So, yeah, no, I, I actually think The War with Grandpa actually looks like a lot of fun. Um, and I'm sure it makes a wonderful book as well. Um, I think it's a, probably a book that, that uh, kids or young adults would really enjoy if, if the vibe of the film, or the trailer at least, has anything to go by. Uh, but, yeah, gets a thumbs up for me. How about you, Mike? Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's a bit annoying... Um being the last one because I was going to say this definitely feels like Dance the Medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We all and had it, the same thoughts. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And, and ah, oh, yeah. Um, and pretty much the sa- same sort of uh, feeling that <laughs> with you, you, Kendall, I thought it was going to be going to be the um, bad grandpa, which I haven't actually seen, but I have seen the trailer and I thought, yeah, not for me. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I can't really yeah. add much to yeah. it. I mean, I guess one thing as well—they seem to throw a lot of the gags in the trailer. If I did have a critique about it, so hopefully yeah. there's a lot more gags to to play with. So maybe some distance mm. well, between trailer and viewing is a good thing. I think. Uh, I think. Um, I think because it's a family family film, their pr- uh, families are gonna see it, so they probably yeah add. Add like a lot more into the um, into the thing of it. Mm. So they're probably not that worried of <laughs> like I don't know spoiling it. Well, no, considering it's, it's, it's a film that kids are going to want to go and see, and parents will take them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they're not going to understand that it's Robert De Niro and no and <laughs> and <laughs> and pe- and people. It's not Christopher Walken. It's it's Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm only going to say that once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's kind of funny uh, that you you say that about how, like, you know, these these kids aren't going to, like, you know, lose their shit over Robert De Niro, kind of, like, who is Robert De Niro? Like, I... Yeah. I... It, it makes me think of Dennis Simonis, like, I... When I... Growing up, all I knew of uh, Walter Matthau was watching <laughs> him in Dennis the Menace, and then I get older and I find out he was this, like you know, seasoned actor, mm. comedic... This renowned, renowned, this renowned person. Yeah, renowned comedic genius and, you know, especially with him... The original and, odd couple. I yeah, mean. him and yes. him and him and Jack Lemmon, you know, doing their thing. Like, I had no idea. Um, so it's... Li- so literally, that's going to repeat itself with some kid somewhere that will watch this film 
and then we'll discover who you know Robert De Niro and like they'll probably watch Taxi Driver and be like that's the guy from War with Grandpa Wait, what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like that's that's pretty yeah. exciting as as Zelda's going to be doing that a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can't wait for it that's so cool <laughs> I don't know maybe I should maybe I should uh, get my <laughs> because I actually watched um uh with Bill Murray. I got first introduced to Bill Murray through Stripes. Yeah. Not Ghostbusters. Mm. Right. So, but that probably says a lot about my upbringing, <laughs> but no fault. No, I watched no Stripes fault. as a kid no. as well. <laughs> yeah, but this is before, like, Ghostbusters. Yeah. And and even before Space Jam, really. Mm. Kendall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like you were still talking. Sorry. Um, so, how, how dare you suggest that I still talk? <laughs> talk, talk less, smile more, Mike. Um, oh yeah. So, <laughs> well, um, I was in the room where it happened. Yeah. Oh. The room where it happened. <laughs> the room where it happened. The room where it happened. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Um, so uh, there's no Australian release date for The War with Grandpa just yet, but if cinemas are open in the US, they can watch it on the 9th of October and in the UK one week later on the 16th of October. Yay. All right. Yay. Our final trailer for this week is a teaser trailer for an upcoming HBO series uh, by the name of The Undoing. Um, I'm in again with this one, uh, probably just as much as the devil all the time, just because it's Nicole Kidman, it's Hugh Grant, it's David E. Kelly, it's Susanna Beer. I'm there. Give it to me now. Like I'm strap me down. I'm watching this. Um, I, yeah, it looks it looks polished. It looks it looks classy. It looks intense. It looks dramatic. It looks like another award-winning performance from the wonderful Nicole Kidman, um, and possibly Hugh Grant as well. Um, the trailer doesn't give you anything on what this story is or who these people are, um, which I found really interesting. So for those who were curious, I ha I do have a brief premise that I managed to pull. Um, so Nicole Kidman's playing uh, this woman named Grace Frazier, who is living the only life she ever wanted for herself. She's a successful therapist on the brink of publishing her first book, has a devoted husband and a young son who attends an elite private school in New York City. Weeks before her book is published, a chasm opens in her life, a violent death, a missing husband, and in the place of a man Grace thought she knew, only a chain of terrible revelations. Left behind in the wake of a spreading and very public disaster and horrified by the ways in which she has failed to heed her own advice, Grace must dismantle one life and create another for her child and herself. Yep. Take me... Take me to church. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to be undone <laughs> by the undoing. Um, Fulia, what are your thoughts? Um, don't really have much to say about this one because there wasn't really much to see in the trailer. So um, it does look very, very dramatic. Um, so obviously there's 
something that's very significant that has happened. And yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what I can really say about it because I didn't really get much from the trailer. So yeah, I don't know. Wayne? <laughs> Look, my thoughts on this trailer and whether or not I'm going to watch this limited series are summed up in two words and one letter. David <laughs> E. Kelly. Michael, yes. your thoughts on this trailer? <laughs> I love yeah, it, Wayne. Right. <laughs> Enough said. It's David E. Kelly. I'm there. Enough said. <laughs> Enough. All we need it. to know. Enough said. All we need to know. <laughs> True that. Um, yeah, it doesn't really give you much. It's, it's going... Uh, I assume that's what they were going for. Yeah. Of being very minimal. Which is, which is good, but it can sort of, it can may backfire the other way, because I... Hmm. I do like the people in it. And... I'm not sure if I'm going to put it on my list of things to watch, like, directly. Because it's HBO, right? Yeah. So, hmm. Mm, mm. A bit hard for us down under. Yes. Unless we, unless we become pirates. <laughs> and go on the pirate bay. Um... <laughs> Uh, why do I have to be last? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Cool. Yeah. You, so you, it, it looks good, but you you might not watch it. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't really put my finger on it because I... When I watched it, it's like, what did I watch? Yeah. It's, it sort of get, gave me that sort of... Um, gave me that sort of um, thing. You know? Thing? The I, thing. I, I, I get what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Kendall? Yes. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we? Shall we just tell people when they can watch it? Please. I suppose. <laughs> when, Mike's drowning. We, he needs it. Go on. Yes. <laughs> when are we gonna, <laughs> I'm throwing your when, life when are you, when are you three gonna see it? And I'm just gonna just I don't know what play Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no. Uh, no surprise here at all, but there's no Australian release date for The Undoing just yet. Um, but I imagine it will be out around the same time as our friends in the US who can watch it on HBO on the 25th of October. And for our friends in the UK, you can check it out a day later on the 26th. So, yes. That's Trailer Park for this week, guys. Which means now is the time... That you've all been waiting for. Popcorn culture! Yeah! Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes! It's popcorn culture time. What's that? 
It's what? 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 What's this? Are we changing up? <laughs> What's this new segment? I've never heard of the popcorn. No. <laughs> popcorn culture. Well, well, Mike, sure. pre- prepare to have your world rocked. Rockin'. <laughs> yes. Prepare to find. Prepare fi- to rock. Prepare to prepare to find the power, if you will. Mm. Um, mm, that was a terrible segue. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> At you least the you tried. I did. Yep. I, I, yeah, A for effort, as one might say. Um, so, yes, um, <laughs> we are going to be reviewing a film for Popcorn Culture this week. Um, a recent release on Netflix, a film by the name of Project Power. Um, so I suppose we'll do as normal and take the turns going around giving the thoughts. And then if discussion happens, discussion happens. Let's, let's see. Let's see how this works. Okay. So yeah, Project Power, it's on Netflix now. If you're interested, check it out. Stars Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, and Dominique Fishback in a star-making performance, I will add. Um, it's a really interesting sort of film real and it at least has a really interesting premise um the imdb premise goes uh when a pill that gives its users unpredictable superpowers for five minutes hits the streets of new orleans a teenage dealer and a local cop must team with an ex-soldier to take down the group responsible for its creation uh we we talked about the trailer in trailer park probably uh, a month ago i suppose it was now um and the trailer really grabbed me i really really liked the look of it um and i think that was kind of the general consensus when we talked about it is that this is a a film that had us intrigued and looked pretty entertaining um watching it was a little bit different for myself um i i didn't i didn't love this movie uh, as much as I really wanted to, um, to the point where it was getting into the third act and I was checking my watch. I wanted, I wanted it to be over. Wow. Um, yeah, I didn't love it, but that being said, I didn't hate it because there are some redeemable qualities to the film. I think, um, there are still things in there that you will find a you know, uh, enjoyment in, uh, you'll get appreciation for certain aspects. Um, I mean, for me, the thing, the things, if we want to talk about the things that I really liked, um, I would probably just say that Dominique Fishback was my favorite thing about the film. Um, I'd never, like, she's a, she's a complete newcomer, like, hasn't really been in a huge bunch of films, uh, or anything yet. This is kind of her breakthrough, like performance, if you will. Um, like she has had small roles in other shows like uh, The Affair, The Americans, Blue Bloods, um, and she was in uh, The Hate You Give, uh, which came out a couple of years ago. Um, but I I loved her in this. I thought she was fantastic um, as Robin, playing like this just you know kind of wayward high school student, um, you know who's gotten herself into, you know, this world of, um, project power with these pills that can, you know, give you these powers and she's, she's dealing these pills on the street, but she's also working with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's, uh, detective Frank, who was awesome. Um, but 
um, more on him in a second. I, yeah, I just really loved Dominique's, like, her, the scenes when she was rapping was when I was probably the most engaged in this film because the rhymes she was coming up with, uh, like, you know, obviously scripted, but it's made to look like it's on the spot. She did a really good job, I think, of making it look like she was improvising it. And I just really loved the the poetry of, of that. Um, it was really, really cool. And I hated the fact that she had a fucking fantasy about telling off her teacher for calling her out in front of the whole class. Like, there's because there's a scene where where you know she's on her phone in class the teacher catches her, catches her and decides to make an example and i and the the things he was saying to her i'm like this is not this wouldn't happen in real life what is this movie <laughs> and and then i but then i bought into it because it kept going and going there was no reveal of like oh this is fake or whatever so i just i got sucked in like the gullible person that i am and and then she gets up and and does this incredible rap and just disses him and then it, go, it you know everyone's filming it on their phones, um, and it was so awesome. I was like yes, and I was cheering for her. I was cheering for her. And then you know, cut to reality and it's like ah, oh, fuck you, Moody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I suppose okay because yeah, that was probably too uh, too far off off you know, real realism, I suppose. Um, but yeah, she's really great. Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, is always good in everything. So is Jamie Foxx. I've not really, I don't think I've ever seen either of them in a bad movie. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed um, both of them. Uh, they didn't have too much to do. I mean, I like Jamie Foxx's character. Um, you know, he had a really, a good, you know, a really good story, good backstory, and that entire, like, that tied into the plot really nicely, and I, I like those parts of the story, and his, his drive to save his daughter, um, and, but, 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 um, I, I guess Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, Frank, is pretty much a, a character you see in a lot of these kinds of films, you know, he, there wasn't anything too extra special about him, they didn't really seem to go into his, story or develop his character too much which was a little disappointing but nevertheless I still enjoyed his performance and uh the references to Dirty Harry were very funny uh (laughs) 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 they they made me made me laugh quite a bit um I love the special effects they were incredible uh there was probably maybe one or two moments when it looked shoddy but the rest of it was impeccable for me um, and it really kind of complemented the visual style of the film really, really nicely. I really love the cinematography on this thing, the colors in the shots, the way the shots were framed. Um, like they really, really showed New Orleans in a, in a light that I haven't seen before. Um, and I, I really, really enjoyed that. And yeah, the, the, diff- the way the effects kind of just helped to make, be- like make, make the powers believable um, in for, you know, 90% of the of the people we saw take these pills. Um, I really, yeah, I really like that. Probably the only time it, it completely broke me from, you know, I separated myself from the film was when the guy, the guy took the pill and he became big. Mm. That, that I didn't really, yeah. that looked bad. That didn't look good. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but everything else... Fantastic. Oh, don't ten. be sorry. You didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't do it. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's probably a nice segue into what I didn't like about the film. Um, for me, it was pr- probably... The the, mo- the thing that pissed me off the most about the movie was the villains. 
and how terrible they were. And I don't mean terrible as in terrible people. I mean terrible as in poorly written, half-ass acted, badly cast. Like, I couldn't stress enough. Uh, I mean, this is just my opinion, but I'm... And I don't know how you guys will feel, and I'm curious, but I just... There, <laughs> there was no... Like, all of these different villains were cliched, and they're all, they're all set up in different ways, and they're all connected, but then, you know, none of them... You know, if you're supposed to have, like, usually in these kinds of films, there's the trope of, like, you know, all these henchmen are serving one, you know, big, big bad, I suppose. But this film didn't even really have that. At least there was never a time when I felt, oh, shit, you know, shit's about to get real. She's about to go down in this because uh, I was just like, no, no, they're going to make it out. Okay. Everything's going to be fine. Um these, these bad guys are, are bad. And especially when... <laughs> bad in a bad way. Not in a good way. Um, especially when uh, they, were, you know, they were talking about this the guy with the beard as being this, like, being the, oh, no, this is the person that, you know, uh, is responsible for um, for Art losing his daughter, um, you know, having her been taken and stuff. And he was built up a little bit as this person that, to be reckoned with. And then he gets dispatched pretty quickly, in, in a fight that I expected to go on a lot longer. And that just kind of made me think, I think they were, they, they cut that for time. Um, so that's a, at a detriment to the, the overall film, I think. Uh, yeah. Hated it. Also, they, they just had, they just had bad dialogue. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, I hope you all are enjoying my ranting. Bad dialogue, man. I really bad, am. Bad. Good. I'm glad. I hope, I hope it's enjoyable. Because this movie wasn't. Um, just the, the dialogue was just, shh, die, why? I, I'm, I'm, I don't even have any examples because there's just too many to pick from. Um, and just the way the, the, the villains delivered the di- Like, especially, I fucking hated that guy with the, the, the bad guy with the smaller beard and the weird scarring on his, his neck. I didn't like him. The way he, he like, every time he spoke was exposition. And it was poorly written exposition. And I was like, this is, I don't, get the fuck off this screen right now. Please, leave. <laughs> Just leave. I don't want you around anymore. I hated him. Jesus Christ. I, <laughs> I hated him, okay? This, feel, feel free to, to tear me down at any point, guys. Make me stop. But I just didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like it. It was bad. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I, I was just kind of, I was, I had really high expectations. Maybe that's my problem. That's on me. I had high expectations for this because it looked like it was going to be awesome. Um, and especially, you know, as we know, I'm a huge fan of superheroes and, you know, people with powers. I thought this was going to be a really cool kind of gritty, you know, cop thriller take on, uh, on superheroes. And then they really missed the mark. It had the potential to uh, be something really, really fantastic, I think. Um, and, you know, and, and it sucks because, like like I said, I love Dominic Fishback and she saved this movie from being worse for me. Like, she was, the, she was my shining light in this, in this film and, and made me enjoy watching it and made, it, made me think, okay, I didn't waste, you know, nearly two hours of my time um, checking this out. So, in summation... Before I pass it over to Fulia, uh, I'm going to give this a score out of five. Um, and it, it was so funny because I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I think I'll give it this score. I think, no, I'm going to drop it down 
to this score. Oh, wait, no. I'm going to drop it down to this score. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if I had to, if I had to give it a score out of five, it'd probably be, oh, it's around a two, two and a half. That's where I'm sitting. So Ooh, commit that's to a number, gosh. Kendall. Commit to a number. I, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> decisive. Um, I'll go two and a half. I will give, I will for 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 Miss Fishback two and a half. Okay, Fulia. <laughs> well, uh, I wouldn't say it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually, I actually didn't mind it. Great. Um, I'm happy for I... you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I mean that. I mean that. I mean that sincerely. I'm you glad so you did not it. mean that sincerely. <laughs> no, no, Your tone was full of betrayal, Kendall Richardson. No, no, no. <laughs> you were like, no, no, no. I did not troll you during Nerdy News, and now you don't even back me up in popcorn culture. <laughs> <laughs> no, incorrect. Fulia, I am glad you enjoyed this film. I wish I had enjoyed this film. Continue. <laughs> Um, so look, I, I have to admit the villains weren't exactly the best in this film. Um, there wasn't anything too intense about them or very, um, like high hierarchy type sort of situation. There wasn't really anything there. I feel like maybe the government was the boss of this whole situation of this whole syndicate, if you will. Um, so, yes, I agree with you, Kendall. The villains could have been written a lot better. Thank you. Yes. Um, overall, though, it was a very interesting concept for a film. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you can take uh, this power pill and it'll give you uh, what, like, depending on your, I suppose, genetics, it'll give you that particular power. Um, and the fact that, uh, the more you take the, the worse it is for your body Mm. by, by the look of it, um, which is really interesting as well. Um, or there were also ones where if you took it, you just explode immediately. Like it wouldn't work for you. Yeah. Um, that was was very, very. That was yeah. Sorry, that I was gonna say that was kind of cool. The fact that like they they dropped a hint of like you know you could just take it and and it could kill you instantly. Like they mentioned that mm. in passing a couple of times, and then later yeah. during that fight scene when I really like that fight scene though when Jamie Fox like fucking comes in and just starts shooting people, um, and they're all fighting and stuff in that club. And yeah, yeah, and this guy takes a pill, and you get the visual build up of like, oh, here we go. Let's see what his power is, and then he just fucking explodes. I thought that was really yeah, cool. it. he's he's gone. <laughs> that was that was cool. That was clever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the visual effects for me were very mesmerizing. I was just watching it in awe. I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. Especially the moments when they do take the pill and they give you that sort of that inside look into that person's body that's yeah. taking it 
yeah. the way the reaction from that pill throughout that visual effect i'm just, I'm just like oh that's cool <laughs> it's like me watching like staring at a lava lamp lava lamp <laughs> um and the, oh the cinematography was very unique to me i've yeah. like the framings the the specific sort of point of views and angles that you get yeah. like especially that that point of view with the camera where the camera's inside the tank with the girl that took the pill that ended up freezing yeah that was cool and every, and the and the action is actually happening outside of the tank but you don't actually get to see it until the aftermath and uh, that that was really cool because yeah. you you you're going around from inside the tank seeing the girl freeze up but then you're also seeing outside the the glass what's happening as well along the way which was for me that was really cool uh i really enjoyed that scene i think um well apart from the fact that you know mr boss man decides to take a pill and looks all grotesque and huge yeah that was the only (laughs) bad part about that scene yeah i didn't like that one um oh what else like it's visually it was very visually appealing yeah for me i really enjoyed the this that aspect of it um jamie fox kind of threw me at the beginning i thought that he he was a good guy that turned bad but then later on you find out he's good because he's just looking for his daughter (laughs) which was really which was a really interesting twist um and then you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, come on, he is just awesome. I love him, um, and the and the fact that he gets to be this, you know, this cop that really cares about his city, yeah, and then you know also gets those little comedic moments. It it's good. <laughs> um, and I have to admit, uh, Dominic Fishback, really great casting. Honestly, yeah. she was really great as Robin. Um. Her rap, oh my goodness, mm. her her rapping skill is so good. Yeah. Uh, man, like every time she she does a rap, I'm sitting there thinking, oh wow, I wish I could do that too. <laughs> I, I can't. I would not be able to come up with. We'll, we'll say like with a poem on the spot like that. I would not be able to do that sort of thing. Mm. Um. So that character was really well well written i think um and the fact that she's you know the only reason why she's well it's kind of like drug dealing in a sense um is so that she can help her mum who has diabetes Mm. um which i kind of got a sense of something you know that her mother was sick from the beginning when every time when she was going on her way to school she asked her mum how she was feeling um Mm. At f- my my head went to something a bit more serious like cancer or something um and then later on it's revealed that she's got diabetes so in that sense she yeah definitely well-written character i really i really liked i really like robin yeah um but so overall for this whole film um i would i would give it a three and a half okay out of five cool yeah I enjoyed it. Nice. Wayne? Yeah, well, yeah, Project Power is definitely an interesting premise. Um, I love the concept of this film. I think it's very creative and it has a lot of potential um, in the elements that it explores. 
I feel like that this particular story would have been uh, better suited to a TV series or a limited TV series. Because oh, it, that's a good idea. It has a lot of characters in it. And because uh, each pill will react differently to each person based on their DNA or their makeup, that's what I gathered from, from the film, um, mm. you've got a lot of potential and a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, avenues to go down. So I think it would have benefited from uh, actually more time with these characters. So uh, interesting, Kendall, that you felt it went on a bit too long. Perhaps if the time was spent over a longer period developing these characters, good guys and bad, yeah. um, maybe it would have been a bit more engaging for you. Um, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so that's that was one of the things that... Um, that was one of the lasting impressions. I was like, well, I actually wish this was, you know, maybe like an eight-part series of one-hour episodes or something like that. I think that might have worked out really well. Um, yeah, I agree. Would have worked out really well as a yeah, limited series. I yeah, think. the the main the, one of the main reasons why I say that is that the character of Newt, who is Robin's cousin, so played by Colson Baker, uh, who is the gentleman who you know emulsifies, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, now he's not in the film for very long, and we know very little about him. But there was something about this character. The, the performance, the way the visuals worked with him, just the the in interactions he had with other characters really um, captivated me because when his character dies, I was really, really disappointed. And I said to myself, wow, I wish I'd gotten to know this character more. And that's a character whose yeah. screen time is, what, five, ten minutes, right? Yeah. Um, so, again, there's so many, I think, in on the surface, there's a lot of interesting people and characters here, but you just, uh, for me anyway, wanted to get to know more. I felt like that, um, you know, finding out that he is Robin's actual cousin and it's not just a, um, you know, a, a, a term of affection, for example, as some people will call their good friend's cousin or something like that, but it's like an actual biological thing. There, There's a whole backstory there that we just cannot reach upon um, or, or grasp on. So, yeah, I would have liked some characters to be fleshed out more. Um, I do agree that the villains are very much um, 2D and just a bit paint by numbers. For me, it didn't bother me so much that they weren't that charismatic because I felt that, <clears throat> excuse me, I felt that Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and yes, especially Dominique Fishback um, were such an intriguing component to this film. Their, their rapport with one another was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Um, yeah. That Dominique's character of Robin really brings Jamie and Joseph together and she's the thread. Um, I, mm. do, I do agree that Dominique Fishback is the absolute highlight and standout in this movie. I was with her from the very first moment to her very final, um, you know, um, credit scene, I suppose. Um, mm. she is such a captivating, uh, performer and the character is written really well. It is performed exceptionally well as, as well. I yeah. think, um, it's easy to have this sort of, you know, high school character with angst and trying to find my place in the world. And I've got all of these problems. It's easy to go down this rabbit hole that we've gone through before. And I'm not saying that, you know, the story really isn't framed in a familiar way. It is, but it's how it's presented. And I think it's presented really well. Um, 
I, yeah, again, I like the rapport between all three of them. For me, though, these three actors and their characters of Art, Frank, and Robin are incredibly interesting, I find. I feel like I know enough, and I at least know their place in this world enough, um, that I was with them all the way through. I, I was engaged the whole way through, so I, I, I feel like I probably was more involved in this than, than you are, Kendall. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the look of it. Um, I think the film does a really good job of introducing us to this world. And I have to say the early parts of the movie where it is exposition heavy because there's a lot of information we have to take on board about this pill and what it is and who these people are because the movie has to get on with the business of telling the story it wants yeah. to tell. Yeah. Um, it's tricky to do, but I feel like this film did it incredibly successfully in terms of conveying all that exposition without making it feel expositiony in that really clunky or, or heavy way. Um, probably not so successful towards the end, but I felt in the beginning the setup was really strong and, and I was invested. Yeah. I could agree. Yeah, I could agree with you about the opening scene. Like that was probably the only guy, like, the only time the 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 you know guy with the smaller beard that I didn't like <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> was was actually all right because like it makes sense that he would have to exposit uh, the you know what's going on with this this these pills and you yeah. know because he's explaining what they are to the dealers that you know he's using so they need to know yeah. so that makes sense yeah and that but, help, yeah, yeah all, that helps us out too yeah. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it works in that case, yeah. Yeah, and I think you need moments like that as well because, again, it's it's made up yeah. stuff. Um, you know, for me, it feels yeah. like the, the movie is, you know, uh, comic bookish, cartoonish to some degree. So I think, again, not always having the most fleshed out characters then doesn't bother me because I buy it, I accept it. I do feel, however, um, that um, Mattson Tomlin's script, which this is based off... Um, I feel like there was a lot more depth to it than what's come on screen. Uh, and, and to be honest, this isn't anything that I got from the film. It's by just doing a reading here, there, watching some videos and other reviewers, um, which I guess demonstrates that there probably was more depth. In terms of, it is set in New Orleans, um, and someone who's not living in the United States forgets about Hurricane Katrina. And the mm. impact it has there. But clearly this film wants to commentate on that. Um, you know, yeah. the original spec script was simply called Power. So, and, and we still see it in the film that power, the balance of power, power struggle um, with the characters, with the world they live in, is a major theme in this film. But I don't think it is explored enough in a way that really gives me anything to comment further on it except that these yeah. themes I don't think were developed to much more than what we saw on a superficial level. So I think I enjoyed this film on, on, on a superficial level. There are some interesting choices here. I really did like that scene as well, um, Fulia, that you quite enjoyed of the of that woman um, in, in that glass case, I suppose, getting frozen. Um, I thought that yeah. that was really well done. Mm. I had to stop and think, though, whether I understood the premise of the pills correctly though when that happened because and please tell me if i've missed something in in the exposition um because my understanding is that really it is almost like your first pill is like a lucky dip uh you don't know how it's going to react to you but it seems like that when you take these pills 
again and again. It will always react the same way. Um, we get this sense because when we meet Newt, he already has bones all over his body. And yeah. Yeah. when he takes a pill again, he burns up. He takes a whole handful, he burns up even more, you know, to reflect the pills. So for him, regardless of what the pills are, they seem to always re- react to him in a certain way. When we've got the woman in that glass casing, I get the impression she's never had a pill before. They've never, you know, she's they're, they're using it as a demonstration. Yeah. yeah. However, the way it's set up is those giving her the pill know that she is going to freeze. So I've missed something there. It's almost like the pill... Uh, I see. Yeah, so it's almost like the pill, regardless of who takes it, will make that person freeze because they've already got the heat ready for her. Um, or well, is it that they know her DNA in advance so they know how it will react? Like, So it got that got a bit confusing to me, but I don't know. Well, I, I, I would kind of maybe try and rational, rationalise it by saying that, you know, they had this... Uh, you know, glass mm. enclosure set up for the demonstration. Demonstration, and you know, before when when beard guy is expositing about um, everything, uh, you know, these powers you can uh, get. He mentioned he, he lists them off. Yeah. Um. Maybe that they have this cage set up to kind of um you know accommodate whatever power ends up presenting itself. Oh, right. So it's like a multi-purpose um, enclosure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that would that's, make sense that's, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of how I, I reconciled it a bit. Yeah. yeah. But I, I can see I can see why you would not, you know, you would think, like, that's that doesn't make sense with, you know, yeah. like they're breaking the, wor- the world a bit to kind of do this demonstration because they're not really making it clear to the audience yeah. uh, how, how they're able to do this. Yeah, for me, I had to sort of just double think, hang on, was I understanding it right? Like, it didn't affect yeah. me that much, but I just thought, hang on, did I miss something? So that bit just yeah. made me step out a bit to question it. But again, it was a really well, well done scene. Um, I feel like the film maybe even in some elements wanted to be a bit more aggressive. Uh, there is a scene where um, they're, you know, at that function and there's that ice sculpture. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the henchmen gets, you know, uh, gets yep. impaled, I suppose. Impaled. impaled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we don't see that impaling. We only really see it when we flash back and see that it's happened. We don't see the, the impact. So that's a strange choice for a mm. comic book movie, for an action movie, for anything that has any sort of um, science fiction or horror elements in it. Um, so, yeah, some, some, some choices were a bit strange. But I do have to say, though, the premise in the world presented... Um, was really engaging for me. The three lead characters are played brilliantly by three superb actors that I was on their side the whole way and I really cared about their involvement. So whilst I feel like Project Power doesn't realise its full potential as an action movie, as a science fiction movie, uh, you know, as a superhero movie... I think it still achieves what it sets out to do in terms of providing a well-paced, creative and engaging story. So I would give Project Power 4 out of 5 in that one. I thought it was quite in- I thought it was quite engaging and entertaining uh, for the most part. Michael, your thoughts. Yeah, um <clears throat> um there's a lot. There's a lot. There would be a lot of similarities of my critique to yours, mm. Wayne. Um, 
especially with it it had it had potential to be to to be something because because when the when um the Jamie Foxx character and 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 Robin uh were talking about like um their situation mm. and ha- and how they're to- talking about um and when and when they're talking about well the world is stacked up against you because because you're a, a person of color and you're a woman mm. and I thought they were going I thought they would get uh, go down that sort of rope because that would have interested me in this film being being New Orleans yeah. um, and the and the history history of New Orleans and and um, and with the backdrop of, of science of this science fiction magical pill mm. that that's um, a, a Russian roulette of whatever you get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that that and the Russian roulette thing is pretty interesting because mm. you so, like I, I I was trying not to spoil it for myself. It's like every time someone has a pill, it's going to be something different. It's going to be something yeah. different. So you keep, <laughs> keep engaged. So so when when the when the uh, when the woman was taking the pill and she freezes. Uh, I could sort of tell it's like oh it's going to be a random thing. It's like no, it's going to be something different. <laughs> and so, and um, yeah, and that I uh, that eye eye sculpture um, impalement, mm. uh, I would call it a ticking clock because mm. uh, because the blood has to go through yeah. and the, and and the ticking clock for. Everything to go to shit. It was a nice touch, basically. For that, I have scene. to say, it was a nice yeah. touch. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm surprised. Uh, and I'm surprised, um, Fulia, that you you didn't mind the gore. <laughs> well, I think in this instance, it was a it was done tastefully. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> in a way, I guess. I didn't mind it. I I think because for me it was. It's it's sort of similar to the supernatural gore, so I think that's where I got a little desensitized to it. Mm. Uh, so there wasn't too much for me to be really um, taken aback with. So that's why I was okay with it. <laughs> Side note for you: if you're okay with like this level of violence and gore, I suppose. Uh, I don't know why you're not watching 80s slasher movies, to be really honest. Yeah. They've, got no, no, they've got nothing that, on this. This, yeah. is, this, is pure, this is pure action. <laughs> that is to scare the bejesus out of you, and I don't like that feeling, so that's why I don't watch horror. Okay, I'll leave you alone for the next 10 minutes. Sorry, Mike, go on. <laughs> Fulia, right. I just wanted to say quickly on that, I feel like you, should, you really should watch The Old Guard, because you didn't watch that, did you? No. No, I think you should watch it because that was like if you can take if you kind of enjoyed this kind of uh, action and, vi- and and like the level of violence, I feel like you know the old guard might actually appeal to you. Um, I I yeah, and 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 plus it's a better movie. So, uh, Mike, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> you, you don't like funny people. You don't like this. I, well, yeah. Can't take yeah. you anywhere. No, you can't. <laughs> Especially not right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> Mike. I do. Yeah, I, I do, do. I actually do have a couple of gripes in it. it it's weirdly paced, and um, yeah, I and with that scene uh, with the um, 
uh, with the underground, um, what what do you call it? The the basically the end of Act Two. It. Um, I was actually thinking. I was actually thinking if this was Act Two, what would Act Three be like? And then, and then it's it, it, it's sort of sort of bit of a letdown because they had the fight. Had the fight, um, Bone Spurs man. <laughs> that and was I was thinking, really, really, you're doing that? Oh. <laughs> and they and they didn't really have a, a, a the ultimate boss. Yeah, to see what I mean. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Badly. But at least we saw um, uh, Jamie Foxx doing doing the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> yeah. Explosion. <laughs> Everybody dies except for me. <laughs> and 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 the, and uh, and her daughter has healing healing powers. Yeah. And, and she doesn't need a pill, so she she's the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Open up for a sec- second one. Is there is there going to be a sequel? I don't. I I I don't know. Uh, they haven't said anything yet. I haven't seen anything yet. Um, I I'd say probably not. Um, but who knows? I mean, you know, Hollywood's all about sequels and reboots. So um, if it does well enough on Netflix, if it makes them enough money, they probably will. So, but we'll see. Hmm. Mm. Probably will because it's something new. Yeah, I mean the original content. The yeah, the, but the critical response has been quite mixed. But I feel maybe a sequel, I don't know, might be easier to digest because all everything's yeah. been established. We know who the people are. Yeah. So they. Yeah. And maybe even, uh, as you said, uh, maybe even a sequel um, sh- uh, television show. Yeah. Would be, would be I would love. I would really, yeah, Wayne. As soon as you said this would work really well as a series or a mini series, I was like, yes, I yeah, yeah. I feel like hundred percent agree. Yeah, it would have been better as one. I think, like as much as I enjoyed the yeah. film, um, you know, I do have some uh, concerns with it, but I feel like it would have been better. And also, I feel like if they were to do a follow up, I actually I think I want to see a prequel to this. I'd be really interested. Oh, yeah, with that. Yeah. This, like the story of Jamie, of, of Jamie Foxx's art and 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 how he was experimented on yeah. in the beginning with this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I think like the, yeah. the experimentation. Yeah, and like you know, have the you know, and you know, the the climax would be very close to um, his daughter being kidnapped. I'd like to see you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his rise up the ranks, I guess, through the police force. Um, maybe yeah. how um, he first meets uh, Dominique. Uh, Fishback's character yeah. like I, I feel like again like the, the characters they present to me are really interesting on the surface and I just want to know more about them um, yeah. and again if we could see uh, Robin and Newt <laughs> you know because I love Newt I, yeah. don't, I don't know what it is about that character that just grabbed me and captivated me so much um, but I was like, I want to know more about you, <laughs> but you know, all I, all I know is that you are addicted to these power pills, uh, that you probably deal them as well. And that you're Robin's cousin. That's all mm. I know. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, um, yeah. I was going to say that that brings up another, another thing that I've, I've been stewing with, um, 
so yeah, the the police captain mm-hmm. Courtney B. Vance's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's such a great actor. It would have been awesome to see more of him. But um, you know, they kind of he's only in like maybe two scenes or something, mm-hmm. and then you know you get that uh, reveal of like you know he's been bought off, paid off, whatever, yeah. and he's turned them in. Um, but you don't, you know, you don't get that kind of. I feel like you don't get any kind of sense of. Oh yeah, makes sense because we've seen him act shady or anything. There was literally nothing that kind of hinted up mm. until that point for me anyway it would, uh, that he was going to turn and betray. Yeah, um, I disagree. Frank. I disagree. Ooh, uh, he was shady because he had a stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> he had, it was in full uniform and he had a baseball cap. <laughs> yes, that says yes, enough. Yes. He, yeah, he doesn't take his job seriously. Yeah. Again, like it would be great to explore his backstory more. Like, was he always yeah. shady and dodgy, or has something happened where he's become corrupt? Like, I love so much that Joseph Gordon-Levitt takes these pills that are illegal. I love that so much. But he, yeah. it's justified yeah. because he's using them for the greater good. Um, yeah. You know, I guess there's a lot to draw from these characters, and who knows? Maybe it's a type of film that gets better with repeated viewings because you might be noticing things. Or picking up on things that you haven't noticed first time, um, but yeah, but I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think, I think, um, are we calling him the sergeant guy, stupid hat, captain, um, uh, captain, captain Crane, yeah, captain, yeah, <laughs> uh, stupid hat guy. Um, <laughs> um, he, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's a, it's sort of. Um, I, I, I don't think it's a, a full on red flag shady thing but he knew he knew uh, Jamie Foxx's character mm. so well I'm, I mean Does I suppose he... like um, you know because he's um, he, he went in, in that one scene in that in that cafe or whatever he went from asking for Frank's badge and his gun to being like oh can you you know find this guy for me who's tied into the project power. Mm. Um, he's the, he's the source. So maybe that's an indication that he was always not right with him. Um, that I, I may not have picked up on at the time, but I think I am now. So maybe that was that. I don't know. Maybe, Yeah. Maybe they knew each other and that's the backstory. Yeah. Yeah. They could have. Yeah. Maybe that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, they could have gone, they could have gone into it more. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Michael, I was just going to ask, uh, what, what did you, what did you score project power? Oh, um, Hmm. Well, I was thinking about it, and I was ha- having a look at IMBB or whatever it's called, uh, the acronym, and um, I was gonna. Uh, I didn't want to be harsh because this is pretty much like first, quote unquote, first time directors like doing, like a big budget like project, and and it definitely has teething problems, but it looks fantastic and um yeah so so i don't want to be too harsh but i i think yeah roughly three and a half three and a half roughly (laughs) (laughs) so three and a half a three and a half three and a half nice three and a half out of nine (laughs) (laughs) three and a half out of five (laughs) cool sort of that middle ground yeah but but definitely enjoyable. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so what do you think, Kendall? Did you <laughs> love it? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's quite funny that I I am the one that liked this the least, and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay <laughs> with it. Because um, if you know, you guys know me. There are very few films that I I loathe and despise, or even even just slightly dislike. I I, I generally tend to love everything that I watch. So um, yes, this was this was good. I like difference of opinion. Is always always a plus, um, especially in a discussion on a podcast. That was especially awesome. when you're wrong. Especially when I'm wrong, yeah. Which is which is often, <laughs> often generally in real life as well. It's that's fine. Sorry that that was just a fucking dick thing to say. No no no, no 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 don't be sorry. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean I I'm not all I am not all seeing and all knowing. Um, <laughs> Uh, So I think that might wrap up our uh, Project Power discussion unless anybody else has a final comment or we're all all satisfied. I'm satisfied. Uh, We're all satisfied. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. All right. Well, I hope all you guys enjoyed listening to our rants, rambles, and and high praise for Project Power, a mixed bag uh, of reviews, which I, yeah. Definitely enjoyed yeah. that discussion. It was very good. Um, cool. So that wraps up popcorn culture for this week, which means and for t- next week we discuss what power are we going to get? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, that means it's time to check in with what's up with Fred. And as I always say, now it's just it's this podcast. And the other thing, but I'm going to let Wayne say what the other thing is. Um, but Fulia and I will probably have to start thinking about what we want to do for the monthly soon because it's getting close to that time of the month, isn't it, Fulia? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, but yes, what's, what's, foolish, what's Foolish Fuji up to? <laughs> Well, um, things are going great over at Foolish Fuji. Still uh, streaming three times a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, of course. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to doing some more Animal Crossing-related uh, things. Uh, um, there's a, uh, a YouTuber called Crunchy Island that creates races at uh, that covers the entirety of the island that he is um, looking after, that he is the representative of. And it is insane. He's gotten big YouTube gamers that stream um, to play these races and to be able... And the races, the races are for particular villages that are very popular. Um, so the really popular villages that a lot of people can't get... Are, is the consolation prize of the race pretty much um, and you have to and the way that he creates the map of his island this, these races is insane so and now um, with Animal Crossing New Horizons there's been a new update where um, you can upload your, uh, your island to a, something that's called a dream suite so your character then goes to sleep and then wakes up at whatever island code that you type in, um, and you get to explore that island without having to um, sync up timing, I suppose. That way you can go and see anyone from around the world island. And can you move from one farm to the other? 
and then uh, <laughs> you then can explore without having to worry about timing. It's a legitimate question. And that's really awesome. <laughs> I'm ignoring you right now because you're not acknowledging the fact that it's not Animal Farm, it is Animal Crossing. Hey, man. You troll me enough with the horror, <laughs> you don't have to do this with my freaking gaming, okay? You leave my gaming alone. Oh my god, I love it. Excuse me for trying to take an interest in what you do and your farming methods for You're not taking an interest in it. You are taking the piss out of it. I would never do that to you at all. I endorse you farming your plum trees. That's what I endorse. Hey, Fulia, I was actually thinking of buying Animal Crossing. Yeah? Yeah. It's a really uh, fun game. Yeah, and I'm going to call my island uh, Orwell. <laughs> Orwell. If, that, if that's all right. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> you call your island whatever you like, Michael. That's fine. <laughs> what about Snowball? Is that a good one? That, that's totally up to you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Crunchy Island have created a Dream Suite race that they've uploaded, and I am really hoping that it's still up uh, by Tuesday so that I can actually stream it and see how well I can do a Crunchy Island race because they look really difficult. <laughs> But so this 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 particular creator is just he's amazing with the way that he creates these mazes. It's insane. Um, if you do look him up on YouTube, it's Crunchy Island, um, and yeah, it's it's also a lot of fun to watch too to see other people doing these mazes. It's really cool. Um, what else? Um, well, at this stage, Mario Kart is my Thursday game for now until I find something else. <laughs> Um, obviously Assassin's Creed wasn't going well for me, so I thought I'm going to just leave that for Aww. another time. <laughs> Aww, either that, either that, or I might just do pre-recorded videos of me playing it. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, what else? Um, and yeah, and Paper Mario on Saturday nights, um, which has been really fun. Um, although, uh, this particular weekend was a little bit tough. It took me a while to get through certain areas and figuring out certain certain puzzles. So um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll see how that uh, pans out over the coming weeks. Uh, apart from that, I finally finally have started uploading my eleven hour stream that I did, but I'm putting them up in chunks. So part one is currently up. It is, um, it is about 20 minutes, so it's not very long. Um, part two will be out. Um, oh, it should already be out as the time of the, uh, when you guys uh, listen to this, by the time this is released. Part two will be out. And then part three and four will be out uh, through the week as well. Um, it's <laughs> I've shortened it into a highlight video because, that, because of how long mm. it is. Um, I didn't want people to watch me descend into my madness for too long. (laughs) Just do it in smaller chunks. (laughs) Um, so I hope you guys enjoy that. And then hopefully starting next week, I'll start uploading murdered soul suspect. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much it with uh, with uh, with my foolish Fuji stuff. How about nice. you, Wayne? What's going on Gosh. with Fred? Uh, <laughs> you've, had a, you've had a big, had a big week. <laughs> it doesn't sound. It sounds like a lot, but it's no, not really. It's a, a lot more than what I've been up to. Uh, yeah, so uh, we've got a new Fred watch coming out. Hopefully, uh, Philip and I have had to pause our series, our regular series, because of our lockdown restrictions. Uh, but you cannot keep a good critic down, and so Philip and I invited three incredibly wonderful film critics to join us uh, review a film in isolation. Um, so that's coming very soon. Um, uh, sooner Ooh. rather than later on the condition that technology does not destroy my soul. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> please watch this space and, um, yeah, just stay uh, looking into uh, the our Facebook page and Spotify and SoundCloud as well for Fred Watch Podcasts. Michael. Hi. Hey. Hey. What's going on? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> That's how much he's going on with Michael. Cool. Well, Whee! thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Um, yeah. All right. Nothing, nothing in the pipeline at the moment, Mike. Uh, all my focus is trying to get a house, yes. basically. So it's sort of nothing really to do with Fred, but I'll have an official bricks and mortar Fred shit. Yes. Exciting. Yay! With with NBN that works. Ooh, hello. <laughs> Moving up in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Too slow, this dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> Can't use the phone. You know, it's terrible. Yes. <laughs> but, but at least the sound makes me nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Doesn't it Save all. me, Kendall. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. All right. I think it might be time to uh, wrap this on up. Mm, what do you guys say? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Say it with me. One, two, three. And that was a podcast. That was a podcast called Fred. 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 <laughs> you know how? <laughs> Just right. You know how I take off my glasses? <laughs> You're doing that now? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 feel, like, I feel like Fulia's thrown hers across the room. She has to edit the show. <laughs> uh, no, no, that won't happen until tomorrow. Godspeed. Godspeed, my dear. Uh, that was a podcast called Thread. It's time for the Fred plugs. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us in our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, Jenna, where you can get... <laughs> Apparel, home decor, bags and stationery. Oh, God, it's not loading from our unique Fred the Alien designs. <laughs> I'm going off by brain at the moment. But our talented team. <laughs> Unibombs, incompetent gamers, our live stage shows and more. That was the Fred plug. Yes, it was. Um, maybe, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Fulia Cantar Major. 
and I've been drinking, and you've just experienced a podcast, <laughs> podcast called, called Fred. 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 Yeah, Fred. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. We appreciate you more than you know. Yes, yes. we do. Yes. Except you, Jenna. Except Jenna. <laughs> Fuck Jenna. <laughs> if March stay Simpson safe. comes for you, you're bad. Yes, yeah, stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Wear stay a mask. Home. Wash your hands. Remember to stay eat the beef. Stay home. And remember to eat beef. Never forget your beef. Never forget. You Never stay forget. classy, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And... and... See. Not as long as Jason. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Bye.